Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for April 20th, 2023. Who's right, the Fed or the financial markets? In today's broadcast, we will provide our outlook for Federal Reserve monetary policy and its impact on financial markets. The bond market is again at odds with the Federal Reserve's forecast for interest rates as it places nearly 50% odds of a rate cut at the September policy meeting, as investors believe the Fed will be cutting rates as the economy falls into a recession. However, the equity market continues to be quite resilient in the face of rising recession headwinds. This is Brian Kirk, and to share Nationwide's perspective on where interest rates are heading and how the markets might eventually react, we have Nationwide Senior Vice President and Chief Economist, Kathy Bostancic, and Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan. Kathy, let's start with you. Can you tell us more about our forecast for Fed monetary policy and the economy and inflation? Yes, thank you, Brian. Well, our view of the economy hasn't changed. We're continuing to look for a moderate recession to unfold sometime in the second half of the year. and we expect inflation to remain sticky and elevated. It will continue to gradually decline, especially at the headline, uh, although we should note that gasoline prices, oil prices, if they move higher as they most recently have, that could put some upper pressure on headline. But we have seen food prices starting to decline and retrench a bit. But overall, what we're focused on is the core inflation number. And then within that, it's really core services. Core goods inflation has been um, decelerating quite sharply, and that is likely to continue, as we've pointed out in previous uh, podcasts. Um, The consumer has shifted from goods to service consumption, and supply chains, by and large, have mostly been cleared and untangled and working much better in that sense. But for the Fed, they're looking at the core services, and even when they Beyond that, they'll take out rental or housing prices because rental prices are expected, the inflation uh, reading for that is expected to slope quite meaningfully in the coming quarters. And that's because current new rental agreements have shown much less of an increase than in the prior year or so. And and home prices actually have, have declined outright in many parts of the country. And and rental inflation is captured by CPI and the PC price index tend to follow that. But when you strip out rent, there's still a lot of stickiness in the core services inflation measure. A lot of it actually even in transportation services where car repairs are still inflation running double digits and putting a lot of pressure. And it's even beyond that. We're seeing consumers still recovering really in a sense from the COVID period and really eager to spend on on services, dining out and travel. And even though airfares and hotel costs have risen and continue to rise at a pretty rapid clip, consumers aren't deterred for now in large sense. But we do think once we get through the summer season um, travel, we'll see the consumer become a lot more cautious. And in certain sectors of the consumer, you've already seen uh, caution. But those who have pent up savings that they accumulated during COVID or still labor market still remains really strong, even though we've seen some slowing, they're able to spend. So when you kind of put that all together, and again, labor market 
also pretty resilient, although initial jobless claims this morning we got that you have seen those ratchet up to a slightly higher level around 245,000 or so weekly, still quite low, but up from you know 200,000 in at the end of last year. And continuing claims are the highest since November 2021, still overall rather low, but it shows that once people are unemployed, they can't quickly go ahead and find uh, a job. So that suggests a little bit of weakening in the labor market. So overall, where does that leave us? Well, we think the Fed is on track to raise rates one more time, 25 basis points, and that meeting in early May. And that will bring the Fed funds rate slightly above 5%. And then we think the Fed will hold the policy rate at that level throughout this year. And it's not until 2024 when we get signs that indeed uh, inflation, particularly that core service measure, is slowing materially, that the Fed is going to feel comfortable cutting rates. So this is very different than previous reaction functions for the Fed. In fact, this whole cycle has been very different. You know, Typically, they're gradually raising rates when they want to cool the economy down. This time, they were far behind the curve, had to catch up and ratchet rates very rapidly. And then on the downside, typically when we fall into recession, the Fed is cutting rates pretty quickly. We think this time is different because of inflation. Inflation makes all the difference. And we do believe in the Fed's rhetoric that they see that as the primary issue that they have to deal with. Even if we have recession, we believe the Fed wants to make sure that inflation doesn't linger into the medium term or longer, because that would be really the the worst outcome uh, for the economy. So again, given our forecast and Fed will keep a bit restrictive, we still see what we would say a moderate recession, peak to trough contraction in GDP growth of about one and a half percent and the unemployment rate rises to full percentage points to about five and a half percent. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate that. I think our audience does too. And I think they're also curious as to what bond market and equity markets are pricing in for different interest rate and economic scenarios. And if the markets are even in sync, let's turn to Brian Jordan for this. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? And what are the markets signaling in terms of the prospects for inflation? So the market is expecting broadly expecting that inflation is going to decline. The inflation rate is currently 5%. The consumer price index uh, inflation rate, year-over-year inflation rate is 5%. If we look at the TIPS market, however, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities market, it's pricing in an average inflation rate of roughly 2.3% over the next decade. And in fact, only roughly 2.5% over the next two years. Uh, So the market is pricing in a a significant slowdown in the rate of inflation. And so no surprise and no coincidence, the market is also pricing in Fed rate cuts sooner than the Fed is pricing them in and sooner than we have them priced in in our own forecast. Uh, The market, in in fact, expects, the bond market at least, um, expects the Fed to be cutting rates by the end of this year. The Fed has been steadfast. Fed officials have been steadfast in indicating that they don't expect to be easing monetary policy this year for the reasons that Kathy um, has has laid laid out, mostly due to higher inflation, elevated that elevated in inflation rate. And so there's a real disconnect here between what the market is anticipating and what the Fed has said it's going to deliver um, for the remainder of 2023. Thanks, Brian. Kathy, let's go back to you for this next question. Given the high uncertainty surrounding the economic and inflation outlook, 
What incoming data will you be watching closely to determine if our view of a moderate recession and only gradual slowing in core inflation plays out? Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, well, you know, the key indicators will be for you know consumer spending. Any um, of the incoming uh, reports that re- give us a sense of the pace of consumer spending will be very important. Um, the consumer still accounts for roughly 70% of the economy. But behind that, it's the labor market, right? Because it's employment and the income that generated uh, overall that determines aggregate consumer spending. So far, labor market, as I said earlier, has been quite resilient, but we're we're starting to see signs of, of slowing. Um, the question is, how much slowing do we get? And, and we're expecting that sometime in the second half of the year, we're actually going to see outright declines of employment. Um, and if that happens, then, then we should see um, declines actually in consumer spending. And then therefore that leads to overall uh, recession. Business investment, um, it's, it's a smaller part of the economy, but we've already seen businesses pull back and be pretty cautious of spending, especially when you adjust for inflation. At one point they were facing higher than um, desired inventories. And now they're really just uncertain about the economic environment and not seeing really strong new orders as they had been at one point. In fact, the manufacturing sector has been in contraction uh, for about four months now, and housing sector has been in recession for over a year. It's really the service side of the economy so far that has been uh, still quite strong, but you know, as we said, we go through the second quarter, especially we get through the summer, we look some for meaningful um, slowing there. The other thing that we want to watch closely, um, besides the Fed's policy announcement on May 3rd, and, and we'll, we'll get the statement, we will not get revised forecasts, but we'll get some guidance from the policy statement and from Chairman Powell. And, um, and then following that, um, the Monday after, we should get on May 8th, we should get the Fed Reserve Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey, and that is a measure that provides measures of how banks' lending standards are evolving. And you know, as of Q1, 40% of banks were tightening standards for commercial industrial loans. That typically is is a, a share that's consistent with recession. So, in light of the the banking stress we had really earlier this this year uh, with the SBB and, and other banks going out of business, we think that uh, credit standards will tighten further. And when that happens, th- that's a precursor to economic slowing because loans are harder to get and, and credit is really a main driving force of, of the economy. Thanks, Kathy. Brian, back to you now. We're currently in mid the Q1 corporate earnings season. What are the expectations overall, and what have we seen announced so far? So it, it's really been um, a tone of caution so far in first quarter earnings season. Um, cautious optimism, perhaps more than cautious pessimism at, at this point. Coming into earnings season, it was widely expected that we would see another year-over-year decline in S&P 500 earnings in the first quarter that so far looks to be playing out, although for the most part, uh, the earnings that have come in to date have beaten consensus expectations. So the numbers aren't going to be quite as soft as had been expected coming into to earnings season. And for the most part, the companies are telling us that the economy 
to this point is holding up okay. The consumers are still spending. The banks have told us that credit quality is still very, very strong charge-offs, delinquencies, non-performing loans. Um, these numbers all continue to run below their pre-pandemic levels, even if they are beginning to, to creep up a bit and the banks themselves are beginning to, uh, to build loan loss reserves in anticipation of, um, of, of further strains. But at this point, those strains are not coming to fruition. As Kathy alluded to um, earlier, um, we continue to see real strength in the leisure and hospitality side of the economy. American Express, for example, uh, reported that um, travel and entertainment purchases in the first quarter were up 39% on a year-over-year basis, huge increase, 60% uh, spend increase on, on airlines, and in one of um, American Express's segments, a record for restaurant reservations and restaurant spend. So consumers are still still spending on a very discretionary item or, or very discretionary items, travel and leisure. And that gets back to the labor market. Again, as, as Kathy mentioned earlier, this is really the straw that stirs a drink, stirs the drink. And this is what we should be watching most closely going forward. As long as the labor market stays healthy, consumers are going to continue to spend. Consumer spending is 70%, roughly 70% of GDP, and the economy is going to continue to grow. And the feedback loop working through the labor market is going to remain healthy. If we see a turn there, and again, we're beginning to see early hints of, of a slowdown, but not quite yet a turn. If we see a turn there, then all bets are off. Um, then the feedback loop works in the other direction. If we have job losses, well, that feeds into income declines, that feeds into spending declines, and that feeds further into weakness in corporate profits. And so if we want to know where the economy is going, where the Fed is going, where inflation is going, uh, perhaps the labor market is the place to start. Well, thanks, Brian. I know that in the weeks ahead, we will be watching for potential changes in the employment data. And we're also going to watch what the FOMC announces at their May meeting. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. But thank you, Brian and Kathy, for your perspectives and your outlook for the economy and the financial markets. And next week, the GDP numbers for Q1 will be released. And in our next episode, we will provide our analysis of the report and what it says about the direction of the economy. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications when each new episode is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide Inn and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2023, Nationwide.